Welcome to the weekly theme show, episode number three. My name is Ryan, and I'm joined by Nick and Justin. Hey, guys. What's Hello. going on? And it has been an embarrassing stretch of time since our last one. We had to, I had to double check that this was episode three and not, you know, whatever, ten, whatever we should be on by now. But that's okay. So ashamed. That's my, that's my constant state of being, to be honest. State of shame. So what, um, what's new with you guys? What, uh, I, I mean, I, we've got sort of a list of a, a couple of themes to, to talk about, but in the world of WordPress, I guess, where have you guys been, uh, in the last month since we've really talked on the podcast? Uh, we'll start with Nick. Man, I've just been, uh, trying to figure out hosting stuff and trying to figure out how to consolidate sites and figuring out how to how to handle new clients and how to what roles I want to have as far as, you know, uh, adding new client stuff and then getting rid of old client stuff and how easy is it going to be to transition when this client wants to go somewhere else or if they don't want to go somewhere else. So just trying to sort all that stuff out. That's basically all I've been doing with uh, kind of the web and WordPress as of now, which yeah. re- really isn't much of WordPress, but it's related. And we, it's, we kind of uh, off air talked about some of those hosting options a little bit might be uh, worth bringing up in the aftertaste. We'll see what happens. Sure. See how bored we get with our own topics in this show, but I'm so bored already. So, so bored. What about you, Jones? Well, it says a few things. Um, I launched a, uh, website for a friend's wedding um it's going to be i sent out the invitations and there's already uh 300 households added to the invite list so um launched a little wordpress site to you know handle all rsvps and um send out information about um you know where to stay and you know the gift registries and all that so pretty proud of how that turned out uh, but you know i had the cooperation of the photographer so i had you know, lots of high-res images to work with so what um is what theme did you use to, to put that up um i probably should have thought about that before i said it seems um, relevant uh it's called acoustic or is which it makes uh, complete sense for a wedding theme name what yeah. what uh where'd you get it i want to say one of the theme marketplaces and uh, wow. theme forest i would hope I, so well it wasn't one of the big name shops it was theme mm-hmm. forest here well, wedding, I mean, wedding themes are, uh, would definitely fall into that, that niche, niche. I don't like saying it that way. I like saying niche. So I'm going to keep it. Doing is it is niche. It's the yeah, same. That's what it is. It's the same word, but I just, because uh, sometimes I hear people, text. it throws me off. Anyway. Well, it actually wasn't, it wasn't a wedding, um, you know, type theme because all of the wedding themes, I, if you just Google wedding theme, there's just a lot of stupid crap that pops up. I mean, it's all right. cheesy, you know, hands with rings and really <laughs> pink and purples and, this is just you know you run in the mail. It's, a, it's a, actually a portfolio theme, um, but it had a nice big jQuery kind of. Oh, image okay. So it's not like thing. it's not specifically for weddings, but you make it you made it work yeah. for weddings. Yeah, I mean, since I had the, the the picture content to be able to populate pretty much everything, and it had some um, you know stuff on the like their options panel, which uh, categorically against those option panels, but um, it was really useful in this instance because like it had a place to drop in. Um, like a color code, or you can have like a little HTML color picker mm-hmm. um, that, you know, I said, what are your wedding colors? And she sends me a picture of somebody wearing the dress. <laughs> so I said, okay, so I'm going to pick a purple color. I'm going to make it match and call it a day. And she loved it and everybody's happy. Good deal. So. Yeah, it looks okay. Uh, I was going to, but I was going to say that when I was trying to say the word niche, that um, not all theme shops are necessarily like the bigger ones aren't really targeting a whole lot of niches, maybe because they're trying to appeal to the most customers that they can, you know, right. and, and the kinds of things that will generally sell our general themes, you know, things like, you know, showcase sites, portfolio sites, business sites, blog sites, that kind of thing, or themes, I guess I should say. Okay. I'm actually, yeah. especially huh? when like those kind of sites are sometimes temporary, especially a wedding site. Right. I have been thinking about, and I and I meant to. Oh, write, what about you, Ryan? Yeah, no, I'll I'll, I'll segue myself. Uh, <laughs> I've been thinking about, and I meant to put something up in in the WP Andy forums this week about it, but I haven't yet. Um, 
and I, I've known about this for a while. It's kind of in the, in the back of my head, but I think I'm actually going to do something about it. My uh, grandmother has been on my mom's side, has this um, giant, she's a, uh, what is it? Family tree person. She's, so she has, uh, she's actually genealogy, genealogy person. Sure. Uh, and so um, I, you know, sort of ended up looking through her sort of family history book that she actually made and, and bound a book um, for, you know, all sorts of corners of the family uh, a few years ago, actually more like 10 years ago. Now. I think she printed it in like 2001. And this is actually a funny sort of side story, particularly for me after finishing um, the, the first issue of the quarterly and going through that experience, she uh, put together so that this book, um, which is the, the Sindelar family tree. That's my, my, uh, mom's side of the family's name, uh, is about 200 some pages long. And she made wow. 80 of these books, uh, and she, all the pages were actually printed on like a home printer, like oh, her right. printer. And, and she went through who knows how many, you know, uh, ink cartridges, ink cartridges. Oh, my going God. through that process. And then once she had them all, she took them to like a book binder, you know, somewhere here in, in, in Indiana and, uh, just had, you know, sort of a, a basic sort of dark red kind of, um, hardcover binding put on it. But I'm looking through all this stuff and she, so she printed this as probably 2000, 2001, somewhere in there. And just thinking about how, like, I mean, the work that it would take to, to reproduce another, like, updated book. So, like, the, even, you know, for my aspect of the family, like, the stuff for me, I was in, you know, whatever, the the fifth grade or something when this was put together. Um, and to update all that stuff, I mean, you're not, you're not necessarily going to want to make a whole other book and go through all that headache again. Right. And, I was just thinking about, and this is this is where it goes beyond probably the user centric stuff, but thinking about kind of putting that all into like a private site that can be that can tie all that information together, make it really easy to add to and update. And then you know, once all the data is there, then it's less of maybe a hassle if it did want to be converted into a book at some point. But um, so I was just thinking through you know the process of what sort of data structure to put in place to to you know put a um, a family tree into WordPress and how maybe to display that. I mean, that's something that would be, you know, highly custom. That's not something that really anybody's done. I mean, it's basically, you know, just kind of rejecting ancestry.com or one of those other services that you can pay to do the same kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and just sort of thinking about how I would, I mean, it's, you know, it's a basic hierarchy, just like pages would be, you know, there's gotta be somebody out there who's tried it. Yeah. And that's why I meant to put something in the forums and have it, but that's my long winded. That's what I've been thinking about. That's not, you know, boring WP candy stuff. Um, you know, just uh, getting a basic site up that could begin taking things like photos and, you know, newspaper articles and stuff about, I mean, she's gone back, you know, 200 years. So it's cool stuff, but a couple days, that's all it would take. I think I have a couple yeah. other things I'd love to talk about. Should we do the theme stuff first or just kind of get our general chat out of the way first let's uh so we have two themes really to discuss why don't we bookend with the theme so we can start with a theme and then end with a theme all right sounds good to me all right so let's talk about fave personal uh fave personal is let me close out of my the acoustic pages i was looking at Fave Personal is a theme from Crowd Favorite that they provided for us to play around with. And I want to say, let me check the Crowd Favorite blog, but I feel like I saw this released a little while ago. I mean, not that that really has anything to do with it, but let me see just how recent this one is. Uh, where do they link their blog up? Anywho, uh, it's a personal blog theme. Um, Alex King uh, uses it for his blog. He's the owner of Crowd Favorite. Uh, I played around with it. I think all of us kind of looked at it a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got it installed right now. I actually really like it. Yeah, Nick, you were saying when we we broke like the cardinal rule of this show, and we're kind of talking before the podcast, and you said you would uh, either maybe not use it yourself, but uh, would recommend it to some other people to try. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking maybe test it out for another personal kind of business blog or whatever, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it just like with all of uh, Alex King's stuff, it's looks pretty rock solid on the back end, um, even to the point where there's a an easy way to export the um, the style sheet to fork off into a child theme. Mm, I hadn't seen that. You can you can take it as far as you want. You can get with their kind of 
options panel, so to speak, and um, uh, go from there. But I will say all of their options type panels um, kind of matches the WordPress styling, which is a huge pet peeve of mine. Yeah, yeah, uh, so I, definitely. I, I definitely appreciate that, and I also like that they are simple. That there's not a crazy amount of theme options to go through. Um, you know, it kind of has what you expect. It also, I mean, it, it kind of it feels like the you know back when I used to do client work, the kind of options that we you know kind of hand or that I would hand off to clients. That you know, here's the here's the space to you know, here's your header area, here's your footer area. If you're going right. to drop in, you know, scripts to integrate them. So that here's, here's the four things you should be allowed to choose. <laughs> right. That, change. that are most likely that actually uh, could be tweaked. I don't, the, the color settings screen was really cool to me. Yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, so it looks like they're integrating, um, uh, Adobe's cooler service, um, which is a, uh, as just said on the footer of the, that, uh, setting screen. And I'll put, I'll make sure yeah. to get like screenshots and stuff in the show notes for this because obviously this is audio. Uh, but it basically, uh, it kind of has the best of both worlds because you have a bunch of sort of pre-selected color palettes, but right. they didn't have to necessarily make all of them because it's plugging it into cooler. But the process of, I don't know if you uh, click to see like the previews with each color palette. Yeah. Really, really cool, I thought. You can preview? Oh yeah, yeah click the previews next to the, preview. the different palettes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So they have like this is the sort of the default fave personal, and then you can uh, browse through uh, oh, popular, okay. highly rated. Gotcha. I see it now. Yeah, so it's kind of it, it's a very it there's a, a wireframe kind of yeah. Site. It's a lo-fi preview, which I thought like that's cool. That's all you really need, right? Right. Just show me like where are these colors going to go. What is it going to basically look like? And I used that a bunch while I was kind of flipping through trying to find one that that. I would like. Uh, that's one of the. I mean, the, this is one of the first times in a while, both in a theme or a plugin, when there was an interface, you know, like this one that kind of made me go, "Yes, that's. I like that. That's exactly what." Because it's. Uh, and we'll. I'll probably bring this up when we uh, or this idea up again when we talk about the the second theme, the other end of the show. But you know, themes will give you color controls, right? Over changing this, changing that, changing link color, changing background color, but, you know, that's kind of one of those death, it's not death by a thousand cuts, but maybe death by a thousand options. Yeah. I don't necessarily think in terms of that, you know, whereas if you just give me color palettes, these are things that work well, or these are colors that look a certain way, then it's, I'm going to spend a lot more time bouncing through those than I will with a paint bucket trying to use a slider to find the exact orange that I want this link color to be. That's, that's not fun. For me, at least. What's really nice about it, too, is that they do have, like, highest rated. Like, they have it sorted pretty cool, too. So you can look and see, like, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, this one's the top rated. This is what people like the most. But, I mean, this is... It's it's less of, like, pick and choosing versus these colors make sense together. Do you like this combination? Right. Yep. So you don't just... Yeah. Because I'm definitely not a designer. Sure. Like, for this wedding site, I don't know what a color of purple is supposed to look like or you know or we you feel take that then extrapolate it out so okay what looks good in the background I'll leave it gray it takes some of the guesswork out absolutely i mean at the very least it's going to give you a good base to maybe riff on yeah um, and i thought that was just i mean just like we've seen some um you know sometimes there'll be themes with like a drop down where each sort of name you know whether it's the, here's this theme that's in a blue format or in this theme red and each one is sort of a different color palette this the way that fave personal does it is nice because it actually shows the colors for one but then gives you kind of a lo-fi preview so it's less about the name i mean half the, i was even looking at the names i didn't care what the palettes were called no, <laughs> i was just looking at what they looked like it looks like they're named by like contributors to that service right uh, i mean but the, what i will say is that's literally only solid colors for backgrounds I and mean, it's not any sort of you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, textures or anything like that sure um whereas like i keep going back to that moses theme they'll use for churches mm-hmm. um they're kind of skins they had different kind of like grunge patterns or uh, i understand why that they couldn't do something like this but it also produces you know thousands of church sites look exactly the same though sure yeah i mean there i i mean there's definitely a way to to integrate textures that would be color independent but it would be a little trickier i'm sure um right just like anything would be but that i 
I think that would be kind of nice. Sometimes I like uh, just a slight texture in the background, uh, particularly for something like, I mean, you know, at first, my first glance of, of fave personal is, okay, this is kind of plain, you know, that right. this, this isn't necessarily, uh, but, but then again, the more that I thought about it, I don't think that's necessarily, you know, a slight against this sort of theme because I think what the theme does well is it, you know, if it's for a personal blogger, I think the cool thing about it is that the bio widget that they put in the sidebar where you can kind of just, what most people do is they blast their header with a giant picture of themselves mm -hmm. saying, Hey, this is me. Whereas this simplifies it and highlights your post. If you really are going to be a blogger, it's kind of forcing you to ha blog because it, you can either have a header image or you can feature your, you know, three most recent posts. And so it just kind of like, you know, people come visiting your site to see the same three posts there. It means you're not blogging. So, right. I think it's, I think it's geared to the right audience. I think it's designed, you know, with a specific intention. I think you did a really good job with it. I think this would definitely be something um, that could turn somebody loose with and they could make what they want. I mean, for better or worse, I think people are used to having kind of the full control, you know, of a MySpace or a, or, you know, a Facebook kind of header mm -hmm. um, now. So to, to kind of put them in a box where, okay, well, if you want to change that, well, you, you're going to have to go buy yourself a book at Barnes & Noble and figure out how to change the CSS. Right, yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot lower barrier, of entry, barrier to entry with this as there would be like with the 2011 or 2010. Uh, yeah. Did did you uh, – I know – I think, uh, Jones, you said you noticed the social um, integration. The social plug-in is, is actually what's integrated, but it is not a plug-in with this theme. It just kind of comes bundled in. Right. I think the files are actually living in the themes folder, which I'm not quite sure how that all works technically. Um, but it shows up under settings. It just says social. So that's the only critique I've had negative so far was – um, I wouldn't have known to gone to look there because everything else this theme does dumps it under the appearance uh, tab on mm -hmm. the back end. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, it looks like it's pretty solid. Again, I mean, it's, it says provided by Mailchimp. Um, so I don't yeah, know. they kind of partnered with. Uh, I think they partnered with CrowdFavorite to kind of fund this going um, uh, open source, or at least you know available, uh, right. published and, and maintained it. It does that if you've ever, you know, visited Alex King's site where this is the main place that I've seen it working. You know, it allows people to comment using uh, Twitter and Facebook as right. well as, you know, their email. And, and it kind of it brings in mentions and retweets and stuff like that, uh, which I haven't actually used. Uh, but this theme, I mean, you know, having integrated it already, then you'd know that it's all going to work and that all the the dials and switches are going to be turned the right way. Yeah, and that's the only thing critique I have there is I'm just in love with Otto's plugins, simple Twitter Connect and simple Facebook Connect and how mm -hmm. they work. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just used to using those, so I'd be a little frustrated that I'm kind of boxed into using what they have and there's no good way to even deactivate it because it's just the theme's active without having yeah, to go in and edit the whole thing and make how it works. Well, I, th I think there's, there's a, uh, in the theme settings, there is a place to uncheck the use of social. Really, I believe so. Uh, let me jump into and make and confirm that because I was looking oh, at it, and that's where you're exactly right. Okay, advanced options or uh, where is like it that. under theme settings under appearance? So, you know, when when I when I put it in, you know, I don't I don't have uh, social setup and working. So when I activated it, you know, the first thing that I saw once activating the theme was you know kind of that box with the red lettering that's like, hey, if you want social work, you got to go set it up or you got to go put in, you know, your account information. And right. I would probably prefer social to be an opt-in rather than an opt-out. Yeah. Well, in terms of, you know, just because it does require that setup. And it was just, it. whenever I do something like that and those kinds of messages pop up, my first reaction is I did something wrong yeah. or something didn't upload right because it's giving me what looks like an error message when really it's just a status message. Which yeah. I don't know if you saw this or not, but the, the first, when I first activated it, I got like, two or three red bars and two or three yellow bars. Um, and then one of them is basically the first thing that says is, um, you know, uh, there, there's an upgrade to social plugin. Please click here to upgrade it. And I wouldn't have known. I'm like, wait a minute. Did I, is that part of my playground? Is, was that something that it, it added? Or why is it updating so soon? Or um, it w was somewhat confusion when I first activated it. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, we've seen. I'm trying to think of what the the other example was, but I know that I'm almost certain that I've seen a theme that integrates a plugin in a slightly more um, 
I don't know, fluid way where it says, hey, if you want this enabled, click here, and it's going to download and install and activate that that plugin. Right. Uh, something like that would almost make more sense. I mean, I, I, I would oh, I would I have to saying. think that in this situation, if you had social running, then it's going to, de- you know, obviously default to that setup. You know, if you already have the social plugin going, uh, I, I would be really surprised if there was any sort of conflict there since it's, you know, both are from the same people. <laughs> They're not right. going to uh, run into issues with their own stuff. But well, um, like you said, if it was completely opt-in, if they turned it on, it, it could then go download it, grab it, and then activate sure. it yeah. without having – well, because actually that's a good segue at some point into my hack that I had happen. So remind oh. me about that later. Yes. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention about uh, or that I last on my list about Fave Personal is um, the featured post section. Uh, I don't know if you guys went into. Oh, the other thing that they included besides the social plugin was the um, post format tabs. If you guys went to the post screen at all, like adding a new post or editing a post. Uh, and this is something that. I'm not sure it's a plugin. I think it's like a piece of code that uh, Alex King published that they've been using. Uh, but it's kind of an interesting approach to using post formats rather than having that box where you kind of check, you know, oh, yeah. this That's is a... Cool. So instead, it uh, adds tabs to the top of the posting screen. And depending on which format you're going to use, it actually kind of modifies the posting screen. I actually right. like that. I actually like that. So if you're only going to do an image, then it just gives you the space to you know upload an image or a video or whatever. So the the default way to do post formats is a drop down on the, the right side. Uh, it's, it's a radio select in a box, but yeah. I have the featured image. Okay, I actually, I actually really like that feature a lot. It makes complete sense to me. Right, and that's and if I re- recall correctly, that is something that they just released as code. It's not something that because I think it is. Maybe slightly more complicated than they were interested in putting into a plugin. I don't quote me on that. I don't recall exactly, but that is something that they've done outside of Fave Personal that I think they just include in all the stuff that they do now. Right. Well, I mean, I think the functionality to be able to do that would be you could make a plugin, but I mean, to actually have those styles built into a theme would be very specific. I feel like. Sure. Sure. Well, and even even the added social broadcasting area too is kind of cool. Like. Mm-hmm. Send send this post to Twitter or Facebook or wherever you want it to go. That's kind of those are things that would make a lot of people's lives easier. Yeah, yeah. It's so, and this it's very, it seems like it's very practically and well designed. Like as far as on the back end, just thinking about a novice user trying to how would this work for somebody that doesn't want to think about it? Boom! Mm-hmm. Here you go. Drag your images here. It's a gallery post. Done with it. Well, I'd be curious to see whether. Um, shops that are making themes that add this stuff, specifically things like social, uh, things like that social broadcasting thing, the the tabbed post format area. Uh, these these things sort of feel like they're part of a toolbox that they're kind of including in a theme that could almost maybe make more sense as part of like a toolbox plugin. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, uh, Woo themes, uh, Woo Dojo that they released, I think a day or two ago. Yeah, I'll talk about that at some point today. Yeah, uh, which is just as a as a side note is is just basically a plugin that collects uh, a few of the things that they've developed that they tend to build into their themes, but they've started putting into this plugin now. So one of them I think is like their sidebar manager. I think they've got a few other things that that they tend to use a lot, which is interesting because it's going to make it available to more people because it's just a free plugin that anybody can download, but. Um, it, I think that things like the crowd favorites, post format, tabs, you know, the social broadcasts, you know, all these different things, almost like a, you know, Woo Dojo or like a Jetpack like plugin that brings a bunch of components within it. But but yeah. anyway, I, the reason I brought up that the the add a post screen in the first place was the featured post box. There's like a, a meta box underneath the post screen. And I thought that the way that they have you select your featured posts is really interesting. So, the positioning. Oh, yeah, isn't that cool? And again, so I'll put. You, you a, would just you would just check it like wherever you wanted it to go. Exactly. So I mean, I, I've 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 made themes myself in the past, and I've seen other themes that when they have like a featured area, that they'll kind of make you use either like a category or a tag that the theme is looking for. Um, and there's probably some that I've seen that will do like sort of a checkbox, like a, you know, a zero or a one, like this is either on or off type of thing. Um, but this is the first time I've seen it tied into the visual, the way that this is where it has the three boxes and it kind of is fun to see the checkbox and then like click it 
to set it. Right. I think it, it just feels good that process. And normally I would, I would kind of balk against tying something that is um, organizational into a theme, a visual presentation like that. But in this case, you know, there's really no reason to think that the post that you would choose to feature in this theme specific area that you'll need to save those settings anymore in the future. You know, it, it's kind of fine when you change the theme for that to go, fade away. Right. It just, it's one of the, it's, it's kind of like the color area where it just, it's, I think the perfect kind of way to add that sort of feature to this theme. I thought that was really cool. Well, and, and for me, there's a certain level of frustration. Uh, I managed my, you know, company I work for, managed their site. And, you know, if I want to update, like, you know, what's showed on the front page, I've got to make the post and then I've got to, you know, publish it and then go find the appearance menu, click over there, then click into the theme options panel a couple clicks deep and find it there. Where, mm -hmm. where do I want to go there? Um, so I definitely know that um, uh, I, I like this. It saves a bunch of clicks. Mm -hmm. You know, you just it's there, it's done, um, and it yep. looks, looks really cool. It has the polish that I've come to expect from you know the crowd favorite Alex King stuff. It just just looks good. This looks good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, somebody in the chat room says it shows that the stream's not live on the website, but I was just wanted ignore to... that. That's uh, kind of what. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. It says the, it's not live, but um It is. It is. Um the one thing I wanted to comment about was the 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 comments section where like I was just kind of reading through uh his announcement about the you know, launching uh, crowd favorite. And uh I mean I get the idea of trying to incorporate everybody tweeting about it and commenting about the 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 same post and putting it all below the post to kind of have the whole conversation consolidated there, but I just feel like that is like completely overcrowded mm. uh you know we have a 37 replies but really only one comment on the post right and everybody else is just tweeting and sharing and whatnot below it i just feel like that's a little it's a little bit of uh a little sloppy yeah i think that's a i think that's a an interesting thing to think about because you know it's it's definitely relevant to bring that i mean it's about that the conversation post. together but it, yeah but at that point when you're somebody who's wanting to read through the comments and become a part of that, the non-comment stuff that didn't happen necessarily on that page seems superfluous. Very it's, much so. I mean, a lot of people are using Twitter for like to announce things and for things to you know spread virally. There's sure. really not much conversation in that tweet about the actual post. So right. to me, that doesn't make, those don't make sense. Now, if someone was tweeting directly in response to that, but you have to understand Twitter is not a social platform that's being used to comment on blog posts. Right. Yeah, that's not necessarily so, how people use it. it. And I don't know anyone that does use it that way. So mm -hmm. trying to get Twitter to, to act like that almost seems counterintuitive. Actually, seems really wrong to me. Mm -hmm. um, now, if you wanted to sign in with Facebook and Twitter and and, and, and comment that way, I know there, there's plugins to do that, um, especially with Facebook. But hmm. this whole conversation below with Twitter and it just makes zero sense to me. I think but that's it's, a, it's a cool idea. Yeah, I think that's a relevant criticism. Uh, I, that's I think my only criticism of this theme. I, I really like it. I like so many different things about it. Cool. Uh, the simplicity of the dashboard. I think it's cool. So, all right. That would be one I wouldn't be uh, afraid to to use for a long period of time. I feel like I'll probably keep it up um, mm -hmm. as. Um, you know, his WordPress updates and stuff. I think he'll probably keep developing that. Sure. Uh, you, uh, there was a segue I was supposed to remind you of when we wrapped ah. up Fave Personal. Getting yes. hacked. Yes. Um, another church I developed a site for um, got hacked <laughs> mm -hmm. and was serving up all sorts of content that they didn't create, uh, you know, celebrity type stuff. Sure. Things in Russian characters that I could only assume were, you know, less than savory and, um, not really sure how it happened, but uh, Google was nice enough to put up a big like warning above all of our organic search results that says this site might be compromised. <laughs> um, and when you go into Webmaster Tools, it gave some more information. But yeah, definitely uh, did some digging and found some code that was not supposed to be there, and um, saw the Google search results, the two hundred, two or three hundred pages of stuff that had been cached that shouldn't be there. Um, it's just it's just so frustrating because, you know, in the church world, you know, it's just like a week and a half before Easter, 
mm-hmm. when the site is kind of going to be probably one of the most trafficked parts of the year as far as um, mm-hmm. you know uh, people searching and, and hopefully seeing our, our front doorstep that way and, and coming in. Instead, um, they see lots of pornography. <laughs> Yeah, basically yes. And, and Google's saying, "Hey, warning! Don't go there." Right. That's not... kind of funny, actually. I know. Oh, yeah. Happy Easter! He has risen. Google says, "Avoid <laughs> this church." Google's telling you to find a different home. <laughs> Instead of "He has risen," the the banner should say, "It has risen." Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. my goodness! <sighs> so, so so timely those pranks and those hacks are sometimes. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Well, so I, I basically I'm going to give a shout out to uh, to Dry Over Security. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pretty much just like you know lost my mind for about thirty minutes until I remembered that uh, that's pretty much what he did for a living was yeah that's what they do recover from their stupidity um, <laughs> so yeah I mean yeah it was uh, you know their, their their base fee which is less than a hundred bucks and um, their submitted ticket for a cleanup and their their team had it taken care of in less than two hours um, they even pr- provided a support document to kind of tell you what to do next now. Go in, you know, change your salts in the back end, and mm-hmm. um, you know, change all your passwords. Which they even had a, have a plugin available that will do a lot of that for you, um, with the exception of changing some of your you know, passwords. It has to be done manually, but um, I, I uh, had a very positive experience there. But kind of at the end of it, trying to figure out what happened or how it happened, um, and come to two kind of conclusions. Uh, one was I had, um, had an old theme that was active a, a while ago. It was still on the host, which, you know, exactly what I was told not to do by Dre at the word camps they heard him speak at. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a bad idea, but I, I, I forgot. I mean, I was, you know, had, I kept it there in case I, I broke something. I could go back. I could revert to what was, you know, worked in the past and, um, you know, finished up, you know, washed my hands of it and moved on with my life. Um, and I'm thinking that had an old version of Tim Thumb because um, I know that's one one of the updates that I was updating for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that. And then also had um, a problem that, um, uh, you know, there was like an employee in the, in the organization that um, the, the head guy gave his super admin password to instead of creating her, um, her own with a you know, author level or whatever. And um, it's pretty probable that her desktop had some virus activity on it. Mm. So, but either way, it happened. You know, here we are trying to figure out, you know, you know, what to do next as far as trying to get this stuff done. And, and Google, it took about a week because there was a, a place to submit a ticket with Google to, you know, reevaluate. And I had to copy and paste over one by one all of the URLs <laughs> that shouldn't be there, and ask and hope and pray that Google got rid of it for us. Um, like the like the Google search where you hit site colon and your site URL and it tells you what's all there, but. In a roundabout way, the segue I was going for was so you know it, this thing we just talked about had a, a plugin file kind of sitting there, even though it's not active. Mm. Um, it sh- you know, if we're not using it, it shouldn't be there. It's just bulk that shouldn't be there. So um, if that's the only critique I have so far, which is you know, if don't download it unless people want to use it. I think that's smart. I I couldn't agree more, Justin. <laughs> yes. Anybody else have any uh, fun to poke, so to speak, at our our hack? The I mean, no, he has risen indeed, and <laughs> I've never had any type of hack other than the stupid Tim Thumb stuff that I experienced a while back, which was very easily handled by deleting a, a theme that was allowing the vulnerability in. So uh, it took me a while because I'm I'm slightly handicapped, but yeah. Cool, I think cool. we should we should we should touch on um, another topic here. Yes, we should. How about Woo Dojo? How about it? What do you want to say about it? Um, These Dojo Ninja names are just killing me. I, what <laughs> what is this? Why can't this just go away? Well, they're yeah. kind of tied into it because it's their <laughs> yeah. whole branding and mascot. But I normally, mean, I, I get see what it. You're saying. I get yeah. that. Yeah, but yeah. That's as far as it should go. <laughs> well, yeah. If it was just them, it's definitely a meme that's been played out. But regardless. Um, I see what they're doing. I think it's definitely the, they've added on like WooCommerce, which is kind of their commercial um, offering, mm-hmm. or, or you know has the commercial aspects to it. So I, I kind of see where they're going with it. Um, and I think there's probably there's actually a little bit of bleed over to it with um, with Jetpack. It has things like social widgets and short links. Um, 
So uh, I guess I should have played with it before I started talking about it. But when you mm-hmm. act, so if like I want to activate the short links plugin, is that a separate plugin that it activates, or is it all just part of the Woo Dojo umbrella? Uh, so looking at and um, if you go to the uh, Woo Dojo like announcement post and then the screenshot that they give, that kind of yeah. gives you a better idea. The bundled features are the tabs widget, the short links custom code, login branding, and their social widgets. And then it also gives you the options for their Woo Sidebars plugin and the Woo Commerce plugin to download and activate. So this is kind of what we were talking about with the uh, whole turn on right. a feature from uh, within a theme or within a WordPress screen somewhere. Right. Uh, you can give people that option to just download and activate a plugin straight from the directory. So that's what it kind of just is, a you know, for them, it's a way to, to also mention here are some other plugins that we that we offer, which I think, I mean, I, I think that makes sense. Uh, even, even for, you know, and I hesitate to say it, but even for related plugins from the same people, I'm not against the idea of them saying, Hey, you can also add this functionality, you know, with oh, yeah. this quick button or link or whatever. Well, let's, for, for a quick example, let's say I've already got the login branding taken care of. Um, you know, I've already got, um, the short links taken care of through, you know, Jetpack, Um, and I want to add this tabs feature. It feels it feel wrong to me to download the whole Woo Dojo system to activate that one piece of the plugin. I'd probably be more apt to go find a plugin that did just that. Um, mm-hmm. or, with- or just you know, if you have one plugin from here or one feature from this thing, one feature from that thing, it'd be nice to be able to combine them and mix and match them as you please. Um, well, and I think I think what you said, probably uh, uh, Jones, probably just depends on which which one you started with. I mean, since you are already using Jetpack, right? The idea of adding, which I mean, honestly, I don't I don't have a problem. You know, I probably only use two or three things from Jetpack, and I would only use probably you know one or even none from WooDojo. But I, I guess I don't have the same problem with only using one out of five in in a bundle kind of plugin like this. I guess I just the psychology of thinking you're adding all these things when you don't need them. Yeah. feels feels bad Could um be. but i mean if it's not affecting your site it shouldn't be that big a deal just turn one on turn one off right i will say i've not seen um again somewhat ignorantly but i've not seen another good like custom code uh kind of plug-in area to put stuff that's not theme dependent mm. like yeah i mean Technically, technically, as long as the theme is put together right, then there's no reason a plugin couldn't add it. And I mean, it, and it makes more sense to do something that's not theme specific to use a plugin like that because then when you change themes, you don't have to worry about it being gone. No, I'm, I'm trying to say is basically that's something unique I've not seen oh, I out see. I in, see a, in the wild very often um, that I think would be useful to me at least. Yeah. Or especially if you're overriding without having to go as far as a child theme. Um, if you've got this commercial theme you want to use, but you want to change, you know, the size of the header or change some the spacing or padding, um, if you drop that stuff there, you could probably update easily and not have to worry about that being blown out. That makes sense. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's neat. I haven't uh, played with each of the individual components yet, but I think Wu Dojo. I think the idea behind Wu Dojo and what I think is the idea behind Jetpack and um, anything, I mean, there really isn't anything released that falls into that category yet, but I think it makes a lot of sense. I think these sorts of bundles uh, of, of related functionality, um, particularly for the more uh, bloated plugins out there. I mean, EditFlow pulls this off in an interesting way with, you know, similar components. You kind of can turn on whatever parts of the plugin you want to use. Uh, it's a little bit different, but it's, I think, a similar philosophy in play. It's almost uh, websites going app mode. Yeah, yeah. If you think about a comparison between an OS and uh, mm-hmm. applications. Uh, this is, I think that's obviously where it's going. I think everybody's thinking that way. And when you can highly customize one little thing, you're going to find that there's a lot of people that like that one thing. There's a lot sure. of people that will use it. And you might as well bundle them up or make them separate or however you want to do it. It doesn't matter. Just be flexible with it. So mm-hmm. it's definitely the trend for sure. And I'm excited to hit this play button on the, their video because I think the ninja is going to do something. Oh yeah, it definitely smacks you in the face with the with his uh, which is staff. why I'm not gonna hit the play button. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. I probably will. <laughs> so, uh, other theme bookend, ready to jump into that? Yep. Yeah, let's, let's do, do that. It. 
So the other theme that uh, we took a look at this week is launch effect. This is the paid upgrade to uh, launch effect. <laughs> there, there are so many effects going on with this. So theme. many, many effects. They just launch everywhere. Uh, so it's launcheffectapp.com is the site, which is a cool site, I think. I mean, that was one of the things that struck me when they originally launched the free theme. I don't know. It was, it was months ago. I forget the exact date. Uh, is that it's, I think it's a really cool kind of landing page uh, site for the theme. And they've just recently released a, what they call, I think, Launch Effect Premium, uh, which adds a bit more functionality to the the theme itself. I'm not crazy about the pricing structure because they do price a single site separate from an unlimited site, uh, which has never made sense to me why people do that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but uh, let's talk about the actual theme itself. Yeah, well, here's here's I'll just start off on this one. Yeah, I don't I don't get the concept of uh, a whole theme being designed around uh, launching and then not being able to then essentially be relevant post the launch. Essentially, as a full functioning theme, I don't feel like this theme has that. I feel like it does a cool. It's it's cool that you can track people signing up and people mm-hmm. registering for your site and people talking about um, maybe the company launching this thing. But after that, that whatever it is, the company or the brand or the product launches, um, you need to have a sustainable blog that's that's functional. And I, I don't know, maybe that's where the premium pricing comes into play, but the version I've you know installed locally here is, is pretty mediocre as far as you know, functionality. It's not really doing anything special. It's not really doing anything that, uh, much like crowd favorite, which I, I feel like is kind of, there's a lot more functionality built into it. So aside from, Hey, this is a brand new site and you can upload uh, and track everybody that's kind of talking about this thing. I don't, I don't think it really does much for me. So. Well, I, I think I, I think I, I get it more as a, as a niche theme for, for launches. I mean, I get the sense that the idea of this theme is that you use it for the the month or more leading up to a launch, but then you're going to be changing it to, you know, the actual site design after the fact. Uh, and I, and I, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, I kind of, in some of their, uh, somewhere, I think in their, in their marketing materials, I think I was led to believe that they maybe see launch effect as, um, I almost want to find this on their site or somewhere I, that I read I guess, it before I say it, but it almost seems like they would be okay with, uh, that they might in the future see this as like an add-on to a current site or that it would be like a plug-in or something like that. Well, I think it would be fine as a plug-in, and which I've seen several other kind of you know, launch day type plugins. But um, Yeah, because my argument would be that, hey, why don't you just create a landing page that is styled this way and, and has a plug-in that tracks that, you know, just the, the page. I mean, I don't know. I, granted, I, guess, I guess that makes sense. Granted, it's the wrong way to do it, but... Um, I know the WordPress people call it cowboy coding, where you're, you know, you're you're, you're coding and you're developing, you know, when it's live on a production server out in space somewhere. But I've never done anything different. Um, I think the the bulk of people that are going to be buying these themes are going to be, you know, the, the one person on the team who has, you know, probably the youngest and has some some brains about how to use a website. Um, they're going to be doing exactly like I'm doing. So there's really no way to develop a more production type site. Or like a post-launch type site with that theme in the way. I would, uh, I would uh, consider. And I'll put this into the uh, IRC room, but I would, I would, I tend to think about this theme in the same realm as I would think about Launchpad, uh, which is a theme from uh, Ian Stewart, who ran the Theme Shaper blog, uh, which is now property of Automatic, and he also works for Automatic on the theme team now. And I kind of see it in that as one, as the kind of theme that, you know, and we've all done this where, hey, I've got this idea for a site. Oh, cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Let's do that. Well, you know, and then you're like, well, I got to do all this, got to do this. I'll, I'll get the domain and then I'll just leave it. You know, and how many sites do we have right. that are just sitting on a 2010 or 2011 theme? You know, I usually park, just park them on top of my main site and sure. they go there, they just disappear. Right. And, and this is, I think, uh, you know, Really, the the idea of of launch effect, I think, is just maybe a, a more, I don't know, updated and improved uh, version of of Launchpad. I mean, it does more, and there's definitely a lot more to it. Uh, but I think, in essence, it's just that idea of I have something 
I want I want to be able to point people to something when I talk right. about it. Uh, so here's a way I can do that. And, you know, ideally in 20 minutes, have a site up that, you know, looks okay, that I can at least collect emails and get interest or, yeah, or gauge interest. And I, I, I think that's a good use of a theme. It could also serve tool too as a tool for, hey, if no one signs up for this, we probably shouldn't build it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I, I kind of like where um, uh, I was lost. The, the one we're just talking about. Fave um, personal? Uh, launch effect. Okay. Uh, I, I like how it is. It's, it has an opportunity to add a little bit more information about where things are headed. Um, but um, if you kind of couple this almost with a maintenance mode plugin, where yep. if you're logged out, if you're not logged into the site, you could, um, you know, you you would see the this. But if you're logged in and you're developing it, you'd see the rest. Mm-hmm. Um. So I have to say, so uh, I already said that I, I really like the the launcheffectapp.com site itself, and so I think that kind of put me in a mindset for what to expect from the theme when I installed it. And I told Nick about this when we were. Sure, Again, yeah. breaking our rule of talking before the show. Uh, but I'm glad because I was able to figure out my problem. Uh, but just so everybody knows, my first experience with Launch Effect wasn't great because, uh, and I guess it was, it was my fault because I set it up on, you know, one of the, the, um, servers that I use and, uh, it didn't look right. Or at least I thought it didn't look right. But then I was like, well, maybe I just have to set some stuff up first. And what it turned out, you know, long story short is that, uh, I think something must be off on my server that should be turned on because it wasn't loading custom styles the way that it was supposed to. There was some thing that wasn't, you know, some plug that wasn't plugged into the right hole. Because uh, when I moved it to a different server that was maybe more prepped for something like this, then it worked. So I don't know exactly what the difference was between the two. Uh, so I probably killed about an hour, hour and a half trying to make it look okay <laughs> on the first one gotcha. before I moved it over. Well, uh, could it- could it have been? I mean, just like a weird upload error, like the one. Like the no, I did it a few times. Or? It's definitely. It was ah. definitely a. I think a, some PHP setting that is not flipped in the right direction. Huh. Uh, which is fine. I mean, that's and that's totally my thing. But that's just that was my my first reaction to it. And I tried kind of looking through their support board, see if anybody brought it up, and I didn't see it. So I figured it was a probably a, a minor, not something that wouldn't affect most normal people. I mean, the the second. Um, hosting account that I put it up on was something that was a more, I, I guess, a, uh, the kind of server setup that you'd expect most people to have. So anyway, so that was the first. And so I was trying to, at, at once I got it working because I, I pinged Nick and I was like, I know you were looking at this too. Is it, it, does yours look broken? Is, is it just mine? And so then I was able to fix it up. So I was trying to kind of wash my mind of that, uh, you know, my mistake, uh, you know, when I actually got it working. Um, and so needless to say, it looked a lot better once it was functioning properly. Um, but it definitely is one of those, and I kind of mentioned this when we were talking about fave personal, this definitely seems like one of those themes that, you know, you're going to spend some time with to put, you know, at the very least, like some custom colors in place, maybe a background image to really get sort of a cool landing page, you know, that, that looks like what you're kind of alluding to with your, with your pre-launch phase, um, but I, you know, I, I'm lazy and, uh, I guess I, I, I like, you know, when we were talking about the color palettes, I like that. I like it to look cool right out of the box if possible. Yeah, right. And particularly after the launch effect, uh, app.com website and the way it looks, I'd love to see, you know, cause they clearly have design chops. They clearly know how to make things look cool. And I think it'd be awesome to have a handful of, you know, styles or themes or, or graphic layouts or something, you know, something with, a you know, textures, designs, uh, kind of pre-made setups that I could click through and maybe pick one that, okay, this looks like something that I would like and kind of work with it from there because, uh, you know, otherwise I've got to spend time thinking through what I want and that's probably fine for most people who are actually going to use it. But even if I was going to use it, you know, maybe I don't have a custom, just, you know, maybe I don't want to art direct my, you know, launch site. Maybe I want something that already looks cool, you know, even if that same one might be used by some other people, that's probably okay, you know, for the use, if I'm not wanting to spend a whole lot of time designing anyway. So all that to say that, you know, I could make it look pretty cool, but I did have to spend some time clicking around and changing options. 
uh, took yeah, a little bit. And I think I'm just bitter to the whole launching because I think I, the whole launching of a site because I've seen so many of these and then no actual product or site ever go up. It's just like, right. well, okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like if you if you want to generate an email database, great. But since when does email databasing actually mean your company is going to be successful or that your products, you know? Well, I mean, you know, depending on who you talk to, if they actually were successful in collecting emails, a lot of people would say that that is the backbone of their business is their is their their expansive email list. So it definitely I, means something if they I actually do. I just know do how much. many emails I delete from companies because I could care less what they're trying to tell me. Yeah. Well, but I mean, so I think it's like a um, like when you're on part of a team in a boardroom somewhere. It's like okay, you're the web guy. We need to get like email addresses so people can like hear about this when we launch. It's I think people. Middle-aged people don't understand and just think that's like the panacea. That's what's gonna. That's yeah, what's gonna, gonna make it great. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it helps. Don't get me wrong; it helps. It it, it helps uh, that you can have more people to kind of push things out to. That's great, mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean what you're gonna make is good. Obviously, and it's really not something like I, I would rather not sign up, but I'd rather just wait to see what it is. Sure. Yeah. And and that's preferences, obviously, but I, yeah. I just. I think the theme is fine. I think it definitely serves a niche or uh, niche, however you want to say it, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, like, it's just not something I would ever use. I, it's something like if I if I'm creating a website and I think it's gonna be cool, I think people are gonna be into it. Guess what? I'm gonna I'm gonna use that an email database listing aggregator as part of. Hey, you like what we're doing here? And the site's cool, and you want to be a part of uh, and be uh, stay up to date with stuff. Okay, I'll use it that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my I very seldomly have put my email in because I can't see a product. I don't know what I'm getting into, and I'm curious about it in three months when they actually get it done. Right, right. I um, get that. But, yeah, I, I think it I think it serves a purpose for sure, and I, I don't think it's – it's not – the back end for me is not annoying. I think people could figure out how to use it. Uh, sure. It's just not something I would use very often. I, I, I did tend to, since I did, like I said, spend some time customizing a um, – customizing launch effect to look like something um, or something more than, I guess, the default. So I did click around a lot, and I did find myself wishing I didn't have to click to expand quite so much. They use the, um, uh, like, accordion-style boxes. You have to click the header of the box, and it slides it open. And I'm pretty sure that it stays open when you go from, like, if you leave the page and come back to it. But I found myself, instead of, like, scrolling down a page with all of them expanded, I would expand and close them as I went, which is just probably a weird psychological thing. Like I, I'm done with that. So I close it. Um, but in the end, I think I would have just preferred like standard, maybe WordPress meta boxes, or I always kind of think back to how uh, the Genesis theme options pages are set up. And I tend to really like those where it, not to say that, I mean, cause this one still looked kind of like WordPress, but the clicking and sliding to open things just kind of wore on me after a while. Um, I would have liked to be able to kind of get around a little bit faster. And the other thing is that the uh, the the theme options are kind of the main section that I spent the most time in are split up between global styles, sign-up page, and theme. Well, mm-hmm. uh, so sign-up page, well... So just just by the by the name alone, I didn't, and I still couldn't ever really anticipate whether something I wanted to change was going to be under global styles or theme. Yeah, that that threw me. Uh, I didn't know why they weren't considered one and the same. And then there was a one time when I went to change something on the sign up page, like the the tab section that you know you, you can control where it goes and what it says. So I was telling it to like click over to the blog. Uh, but to change that, I think it was actually under theme settings. So that that threw me, and and you know I found myself clicking back and forth between pages just to find what I wanted to edit. So if you know maybe it'd make more sense if all that was just on one screen, or maybe thought through slightly differently. But that was a little bit of you know kind of time consuming clicking to get around. And two, I mean, if this is all, I just think it, I'm looking at the sign up page now, like. It's a lot of stuff for just a sign-up page like sure. that you can change, and it's like if if this is something that's supposed to be simplified and just to to kind of kind of demo or promo an upcoming launch, man, I feel like it could be a little simpler here. 
So I think the 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 free the difference between the free and the paid, which is something that I was curious about. Uh, I I believe, um, like there are a few more controls, and there like you have the ability to change more of the options. Like I think in the free version, the entire theme screen is disabled, so there's less control over what it looks like. Okay. Um, but then looking at so and looking at the the features for the their premium version on their site. It also says that uh, the features included are a brandable footer, a fully styled blog, slide down, <laughs> sign up tab, page navigation, and animated countdown timer and progress bar. So I, I probably should spend more time with the free version because I get the sense that the free version is very much just that sign up page. At least that's okay. what it sounds like. So it sounds like yeah. the premium ad stuff, like uh, you know blog pages and the, you know the ability to control all of that. In cool. any case, I mean, I, I think that all that stuff interests me far less than just the the you know the use of sort of that landing page when you haven't launched your site yet. Uh, that's kind of the, the that, bucket that, that I put this into. That landing page as a plugin sounds way more useful, considering for me and my usages in the past, I've used landing pages to kind of promo new material for bands and artists. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, man, if there was a cool plugin where I could just put this plugin in here, put the information I wanted to and it displayed in this this certain way that looks really hip and cool, that would be awesome for a landing page. And then and you it, could sort of work on your, your actual site in the background of that where nobody could see. Yeah, or or the the site's still there, but it's defaulted to go to that, right. that landing page as, and then click into the site uh, just to kind of be some new thing, like just to be like, wow, this looks different than the website. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a new CD, here's a new record. That use is way more relevant f- for me. And I think what we're the conversations we're basically having is that there's really not too many areas for what we do that we would find that incredibly useful. And so mm-hmm. not to, not to knock on the, on the theme, cause I think it's, there sure. is a niche for it for sure. So, yeah. Um, it's just not something I think I would use as a theme per se, more of a plugin, like Justin said. I think, Oh, I also made a note that the, um, they have a stats tab. Uh, which right. to me looked weird. It didn't look like a WordPress screen, so I wasn't crazy about that. It's got like a big blue bar thing. Yeah, yeah. IP um, address where where IP people's email. Number right, right. Like it's, tr- it's tracking stats, but I a stalker bar. It would have been cool to see that just in a you know standard WordPress table bar. But I mean that's or, or table format. That's kind of my prejudice of the but, stuff that I prefer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exporting that as a C- CV a CSV would be cool. Mm. All that information, so you could right. obviously use well, that. But uh, one problem I have with that is uh, I'm so ruined by Gravity Forms. I don't trust any other theme to collect information for me. I, mean, mm-hmm. I understand that you have to have something there already to to, just, to make it work out of the box. Um, but and maybe this is just me showing my age a little bit, and I remember from like four or five years ago, back in the WordPress you know two point X days mm-hmm. uh, that those forms were so easily abused or especially like they, they could be turned around and used to be is spam mail bots. Mm-hmm. I, I very seldom trust a, uh, a theme to do its own data collection. Unless, I mean, if it's like a, I keep going back to Alex King's because that's what we've been talking about, but mm-hmm. somebody I've used or, or an auto or, or somebody is in the community and I, I they've proven to me that they know what they're doing and what they do is going to be secure and updated. Um, I would just get kind of nervous about leaving it up there, especially to a site that I might not go back to. I mean, if it's if it's sitting there collecting database you know, of, of emails, you know, if I launch it, I might not go back and check on it for a few months, and who knows mm-hmm. what's been happening, or unless you get some sort of like you know abuse email from your your host, right? Could, you know, any number of things could be happening there. Well, I, I know that I know that their their options allow you to integrate. They have an integrations tab where you can put in, I think, Mailchimp or I'm sure you know Campaign Monitor. Different ones are in there. Ah, so I yeah. think that would be what was picking up the emails, so it would kind of skip over that. Now, I haven't tested to see what happens if you just leave all that stuff turned off and just put an email where it goes. I mean, maybe it's the stats screen, but I kind of got I, – I didn't get the sense that that was where it would go. I could be wrong. Anyway, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying because, yeah, you, you yeah. shouldn't – I don't think it, – it's kind of silly, I think, to trust – 
your you know contact form, let's say, f- to a theme when there are so many, uh, whether it's Gravity Forms or Contact Form 7 or I think it's like Grunion Form or something right. from WordPress.com. I mean, you've got so many good solutions to plug in there. I think it's kind of a waste both to use it and also it's a waste on the theme developer's time to try to code one in there because everybody just wants to use something that they that works better. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, for me, that's like we talked about before, like doing video editing. You know, the last you just edit this video, the last thing you want to do is, um, you know, make a DVD menu like with the Adobe Suite. You know, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and this way, they've made this thing. It works great. Ah, crap! Now I gotta throw something in here just to make it work because people are gonna squawk if I don't. Um, like you said, almost a, okay. You don't have something something to use. Okay, click this button to to grab the WordPress.com plugin. This is gonna make it work. Yeah. Um, or put your own in. So. Makes sense. Uh, and I think that just about does it, right? Uh, I think we've got. Um, yeah, I think we've made up for the 19 weeks we've missed. 19 weeks. We've been. We have missed the last four and a half years of episodes. So oh. everybody knows. It's been so I've, long. I've got. Which is, uh, which is why I've received so much hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to throw some love towards the uh, WP Candy Pros section. Pros. Obviously, since it's not my site, I can put a shameless plug in for you. Please. No, I uh, uh, use the pros directory to uh, uh, hire a freelance developer. Uh, again, for that, that site I was talking about that got hacked. Mm-hmm. Um, not only for that, for some other issues they were having that I'm not qualified to, to take care of. Um, you know. Don't sell yourself so short, Justin. <laughs> well, all right, just, I, I don't want to deal with that. You don't have time. You sure. don't have time. You don't want to yeah. deal with it. Yeah, well, yeah. So if, I, if somebody I can pay somebody hourly, the time has become more right. valuable than money for you. Yeah, pretty much. Sometimes it is. Yeah, yep. so it had a had a great uh, great experience with that, and I, I feel like what it did bring to the table was I was able to kind of communicate to the developer exactly what needed to happen, and hopefully save a little bit of you know time and money that way. Right. Um, yeah. That could, depending on the job, that can sometimes be the most complicated part. <laughs> So this, I spent like an hour, like an hour, hour and a half on on the Skype call with my friend, and my Skype call with the developer lasted about all of about five or ten minutes with a follow up email with passwords and stuff. And I actually, just got an email while we're sitting here that he it's done. So yay! Nice. Well, and while you're talking about W WP Candy Pros, I want to mention that Michael Torbert on here has an amazing screenshot on his Pro <laughs> uh, account login. I mean, Aviator Nation, that's a beautiful site, and the images you've placed there are well placed. Do we, are, are, so what we're gonna start doing like pro, pro photo of the week? <laughs> I'm just saying right now. He, I went to. All right. He was talking about right. pros, and I went there and I said, you know what, Michael Torbert, his screenshot right now, for some reason, <laughs> caught caught my attention. Nice. So Very you get cool. the award of the week, and so <laughs> does the female in that picture. <laughs> oh, nice. We have uh, an email, right? I think it's theme show at wpcandy.com. We do. We'd love you to email us. Yes, email us. uh, Send us your themes. Uh, No promises, but maybe we'll check them out. If you're nice enough to send it to us without us asking, we we probably won't be mean, I promise. Well, there's no guarantee to that at all. There's no guarantee. (laughs) If it's really bad, I'm going to probably say something about it. It's actually great because the the nice part about how it all works is, you know, I'll get the themes and then make them available to to the guys, you know, hopefully at least a, a day or two before we do the show so we can talk about it. And yeah. and you guys like you guys are actually removed from either the process of receiving it or of asking for it and then Pretty receiving so. it. So yeah. you have no idea whether who this is coming from or why, which is no. perfect. I mean, I, I kind of like to go in blind like that. I feel like it's more yeah. fun. Yeah, that way you have uh, all the flexibility to be uh, honest, if you want to call it that, cruel, if you want to use another word, whatever you got to do. For uh, sure. Theme show at WPCandy.com. I think there's a phone number, but I can't remember it. It's on the site if you care to call. And uh, Twitter. I know we yeah. have uh, those in the document. Uh, Jones is at JJonesFTW. Uh, Nick is at Nicholas underscore Weaver. I am at Ryan Immel. Of course, the site is at WPCandy. It's at WPCandy.com. You can check out the show there. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Please do that and give us a review there because that is the number one way that non-WP Candy fans will find us. And if you are listening to the stream, you should jump into the chat because we love talking back and forth to people in the chat while we're doing the show. Yes. Yes. Uh, Information about the chat is available on the WPCandy.com slash stream page. 
and that is where we stream every one of these podcasts every week. We should have a more detailed schedule about when we'll be live on the stream so people can kind of plan around that. We should set up maybe like a uh, an ICS or like a Google Calendar feed that has that updated so that people can uh, can know when to expect us. Right. But, uh, and actually just doing it every week would help too. That's a big part that'll help. And that's that where this is the first week of getting back to, we did uh, WP late night uh, a couple nights ago, uh, doing this uh, tonight and uh, should have a, a WP candy podcast, a new one um, in the next 48 hours as well. So back on a, a schedule, I uh, just had a little bit of a break there. Now back into the swing of things. And hopefully you'll catch us in multiple crazy locations in the future. Skyping in from the yeah. Kilimanjaro. <laughs> well, then then then, we'll ha- then we might have to start adding the video aspect like we do with WP Late Night. If it gets well, yeah, that I mean, crazy. Whatever, whatever is relevant. I mean, if I'm on top of Mount Kilimanjaro, there definitely needs to be some video. So, well, and there's and nothing. I'm, and I'm sure there's Wi-Fi up there. And nothing could be more relevant to a podcast about WordPress themes than being on Mount Kilimanjaro. Top of a mountain. Yes. So, I think that pretty much does it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening in. Uh, thanks for downloading and listening to the show. Uh, definitely visit the site. Uh, and we'll see yeah. you next week. We'll talk next see week. next week. About more WordPress themes. Bye, guys. Goulet.